0: A lot of people talk about bridging the political divide, but actually doing something about it is a different story. Journalists especially are bad about it. They whine about political division, even though they're one of the biggest causes of it, in my opinion. As a journalist and a thinker, today's guest is the exception. She takes a unique approach, curiosity, honest questioning. She wants to reclaim curiosity. Now, she's a former Neiman Fellow, host of Northwest Newsmakers. She's from Seattle. I mean, it would sound like we have something in common there, but it pretty much stops there. We disagree probably on most things, except what we're going to talk about today. And I think that's the most important thing we can talk about. She's the Digital Director of Storytelling at Braver Angels. That's a grassroots organization dedicated to bridging the partisan divide. A lot of people talk about that, but how do you actually do it and keep your principles? She does tell stories in her new book. I never thought of it that way. She tells the stories that Americans need to hear. She also came highly recommended by a friend and network regular Bridget Phetasy, so I know she will be great. It's a fascinating conversation where two people that don't see eye to eye on most things, can they find their way to each other? Please welcome Monica Guzman. Let me talk to you about abortion. Without arguing about it, there are things we can do to save babies. Since Roe v. Wade, 63 million babies have been aborted, killed here in the United States. Nearly one in four pregnancies don't choose life. In the midst of this awful tragedy, there is something we can do about it. The Ministry of Preborn and Blaze Media are partnering to help rescue babies from abortion in 2022. You want a way to come together on this? Some won't agree. But again, just providing information. How is that bad? Preborn is the direct competition to Planned Parenthood, and they are the largest provider of free ultrasounds in the U.S. By letting a woman see her baby on ultrasound and hear the heartbeat, she is 80 percent more likely to choose life for her baby. She doesn't need to keep the baby. She could be a superhero and pass the baby on to a family that really, really has been waiting for a family. Preborn has a passion to save unborn babies from abortion and help women come to the truth. Uh, over the past 15 years, preborn centers have counseled over 340,000 women considering abortion, and more than 169,000 babies have been saved. So here's the answer you'll be the hero of every preborn baby in this nation, and an ambassador for eternal life for every mom, dad, and family that walks into every preborn partner clinic. You can help rescue babies. Donate pound 250. That's where you donate. Dial pound 250. Say the keyword baby. Pound 250. Keyword baby. Or go to preborn.com slash Glenn. Hi, Monica.
1: Hi, Glenn. How are you?
0: I'm very good. <laughs> We're both um, from Seattle, or at least you live in Seattle now. Uh, I grew, yes, I do. I grew up in the Pacific Northwest, and a lot of the things that you talk about in your book are just the way I was raised and the way it used to be. And I don't know why it's not like that anymore. Mm. Um, so why don't we start start with the election 2016. This is how you open the book. And I think it's a great way to describe where we are.
1: Yeah, the election 2016 in Seattle, Mm. (laughs) a very blue place politically. I remember the day after the city felt dead. Lots of folks were completely shocked and stunned, almost outside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And pretty soon after that, I would go to events in Seattle you know, networking events, get togethers, what have you. And I would hear people talk about the latest thing that really scared them about Trump being president, Mm -hmm. about some headline, something that was just, ah. And inevitably the conversation would wind its way to who's to blame and it's people who voted for Trump. Now, my parents are Mexican immigrants who voted for Trump. I, mm. I am also a Mexican immigrant. We became citizens in the year 2000. And, whoa, boy, we've had a roller coaster of, yeah. uh, of time together where we've gotten to talk about our differences. But whenever I heard this at the events I was in, you know, people being scared, people thinking these people who voted for Trump must be must be awful people, I felt pers- personally implicated. And I thought, but but they're not y'all y'all don't know my parents are not these things Correct. they're not and and if we could if we could talk to each other past the fears we have maybe the anxiety we're feeling maybe it wouldn't be placed on our fellow americans maybe there'd be some mm-hmm. other way that we could think about it and so i wanted to download all of that to them but of course you, i couldn't right it's just yeah. a quick conversation so what i would sit there and hope for is well what i would do is i would say I'd find a moment, I you know, I'd find a moment to say, well, my parents are Mexican immigrants who voted for Trump, and and I sort of called it like my unintentional party trick because yeah. conversation would just stop.
0: stop. Mm-hmm.
1: Because it's obviously surprising, and people mm-hmm. would look at me, and my my heart would start to beat right because I'm thinking, what are they thinking? Are they mm-hmm. looking at me with suspicion? You know, are we going to change the, the subject? But a lot of times, I would sit and ask. Would somebody ask me why? Would somebody get curious about why they voted for Trump? That's what I would hope for.
0: How often did that happen?
1: I would say, honestly, maybe like 70% of the time. Good. Not too bad. Now, but did it always happen in that big open conversation? Mm -hmm. No. Sometimes it would be someone would find me later and say, hey, by the way, you said your parents voted for Trump. I, I, why, how, what happened? And my parents are awesome enough that they've given me leave to represent, you know, a little bit of their story uh, as I can. And so I would give them some of their reasons and they'd go, oh, okay, okay," you know. (laughs) And and it felt almost like an obligation because in Seattle, I I know a lot of people who don't know anyone really who voted for Trump, anyone close to them. So I almost felt like I was representing you know, somebody they did not know, and I could be the reason that they would question their own assumptions.
0: In New York, liberals assume everybody in the room is like them. In Mm -hmm. Texas, conservatives assume everybody in the room is like them. And Mm -hmm. we don't, there is no discovery. There is no, Mm -hmm. um, there's no questioning. There's no room for any kind of diversity. I mean, we're having diversity shoved down our throat when it doesn't really even mean diversity because Mm -hmm. we don't embrace diversity of the most important kind thought.
1: Yeah. There's a there's a thinker, Ibu Patel, um, who who says something that that gave me sort of an aha moment, what I call an I never thought of it that way moment. And, And I watched him give a talk about this. And he said, it's not just the diversity you like. Yes. <laughs> it's not just the diversity you like. And and at that time, I was feeling, you know, the sense of, man, we, we do talk about diversity in this society, rightly so. We, we've got to be mixing it up to make sure that, we, that our perspectives stay rich and combined and that we are a society, you know, that disagrees, that figures it out, that negotiates. But that means... That that does mean that if we are this afraid of people who disagree with us, I don't, I, if I play that out in my head, I don't know how that leads us to a good place.
0: So here's, maybe you can help me figure a few things out. Um, it It kills me that both sides are afraid of fascism, but they don't recognize mm-hmm. the fascist in their own side. You know, I've heard I've heard so many conservatives who are like, we just got to get rid of these people. And you're like, what do you mean get rid of these? What does that Mm -hmm. mean exactly? You know what I mean? Um, Or uh, we just we all love the Constitution, but we got to do what we got to do. No, we don't have to do that. That's a wrong stance. So I hear that. Mm -hmm. But I also uh, I mean, you know, we. We had a good number of one party that said jail people that disagreed on uh, the covid vaccine uh, jail people. If you disagree on the global warming uh, solutions, I mean, we've had some really fascistic things. ESG is a fascistic uh, idea that's coming, I think, from the business world. Um, Why why do we fail to see the fascism on on both sides.
1: Well, I look at that a different way because that label fascist carries a lot of power. And when I talk about curiosity, I'm talking about curiosity also about the labels that we affix to things. So Mm -hmm. to describe something as fascist, to describe something as racist, to describe something as whatever you want, colors it a certain way. Where then our, our society is so polarized that you almost signal to people you should be for this or against this. So, one thing I would say is just like caution about those labels because I mean, you know, I think that there's a lot of ways that we can describe different things. So, is fascist the best label? I don't know. Okay, so wait,
0: but wait, wait, wait for a second. Mm-hmm, um, okay. You know, Mitt Romney, when he was running as a Republican, the Democrats said he is the devil himself. He's just horrible, horrible, horrible. No, he's not. No, he's not. You know, um, and that happens over and over and over again. And so fascism has lost its meaning. But when you are talking Mm -hmm. about comply or else, agree Mm -hmm. or else, that is fascism. And we do have that on our doorstep.
1: Mm. I do think that we, the, the way I frame it for myself is, Yes, we have reached this point where we believe we have to draw really clear, bold lines and put some people on the other side of that line. Correct. And, and just say, just say, this is intolerable. The The problem is there's a lot of social science research that's telling us that we are grossly exaggerating uh-huh. the views on our other side. Correct. And when we exaggerate them and then believe the exaggerations, guess what? We're not living in reality. So we're just not.
0: Uh, so I, uh, you know, I. I travel the country, I assume you travel the country. The country is not as divided as it is seen, okay? Um, it's just not. Um, however, um, I think the problem is, as an immigrant, you, you might recognize this more than, than others, um, our unum has been lost, from many, one, and mm-hmm. e pluribus unum. Our unum, what brought people to America in the first place was the Constitution, I'm sorry, the Bill of Rights, that you have certain God-given rights that no government or anybody else can change. And we always had that in common, but we don't have that in common anymore. So mm. when when we're talking about issues, and I mean, I have I have conservative friends who tell me, yeah, well you know, the Fourth Amendment, you know, we've got to do the things. No, no. You either believe in the Bill of Rights or you don't. And we don't have Mm. an America if we don't have the Bill of Rights. We're not Mm. talking about actual rights. We're deciding whether you have a right to speak because I disagree with you or Mm. if if I should be shut up because I disagree with so-and-so. Neither of us should be shut up. Mm-hmm. Isn't that our common ground that we should be seeking?
1: I think so. but, but I would add this uh, the you know the complications of it, of course, is how is the anxiety in the world right now? I'm sure you feel it. I feel oh, it. Yeah. people feel it in their families oh, yeah we're, we're not inviting people to Thanksgiving anymore. Oh, yeah. you know we're breaking up relationships with people who give our lives meaning. meaning over the anxiety that we feel about the time we're in and the high stakes of so many of our policies, especially when our political identity, you know, it's, it's who we are for, for a lot of people. It's really become who we are. So when someone disagrees with our opinion, it, it feels like they are invalidating us, you know? So, so I wanna be, uh, I wanna acknowledge that because in, in a climate of fear, You know, when we're afraid, we seek certainty Mm -hmm. and certainty is the arch villain of curiosity. Amen. So so once you right, But 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 again, it's like I understand why people go to certainty, because when we're afraid, we can't just be sitting back going, I don't know. Let me ask a lot of questions. No, you can't wonder about what about something you think is out to get you. You're going to want to run away. You're going to want to shut them out.
0: But that's that's the that's the animal man. If we're going to survive we have to be able to fight the animal man to be able to say look um yeah there are scary things out there but are you scary are you scary um you know i i have tried for years to have conversations with people on the left and you can't get it and if anyone comes on my show I mean, you'll see the wrath of everybody um, uh, for for how can you possibly talk to that guy? Um, Yeah, it's I hear that we get nowhere. We get nowhere if we Mm -hmm. can't talk to each other because we may we may leave disagreeing on really important things. Mm -hmm. However, we at least understand one another and see the other as having a right to exist and to speak and to be my neighbor
1: right right and and I'll, and I'll point this out you know you said i've had people i've had tried to have conversations on the left they won't do it and i would say that's a lot of certainty so i talk about in the book it's um, so a lot of trying for, over
0: years <laughs> but it is well, getting better sure, yeah
1: but, but 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 think of it this way right I, I talk in the book about the conditions for a curious conversation and mm-hmm. one of the most important is something i call containment you know on your show, this is a public platform with a lot of people listening, the less contained a conversation to the people yeah. actually participating in it, Correct. the less honest and open people feel they can be. And the more they'll be tempted to perform their views, you know, mm-hmm. rather than actually put them out there mm-hmm. and vulnerably explore them with someone else. So you, you, you bring in a lot of conditions that get in the way of people really being honest. And and that's just human nature, right? So So I talk about you know, conversations on social media. Yeah, it might be really tough mm-hmm. to really get somewhere, especially if you have an invisible audience of who knows how many people Correct. who are seeing your Twitter thread or your Facebook. Page. Like, we almost never stop and think how weird it is that so much of our, of our opinion exchange happens on platforms where we don't know who's listening or what they think about it. Mm-hmm. And that's weird. Mm -hmm. but we've made it normal. Mm -hmm. So it's the one-on-one conversations where no one's tempted to perform. There's no one else around. You really can say, you know, I just want to understand this is confounding. Can we talk about it? That's where, that's where the likelihood is highest.
0: So, um, I, I, I completely agree with you. Um, the only reason, uh, the only reason I feel some urgency on this, um, is, uh, because this has been going on for a long time, and I, I'm i a student of history. And what was really interesting to me about 2006, um, I started seeing this kind of trend towards, towards this, and maybe 2004 even. And uh, as I was doing some research on some other things and spent some time researching the Holocaust, et cetera, et cetera. The thing that I noticed in all those who saved Jews was about 80% of them said, well, this is my Jew. This, this is, I know these people. So they didn't say all Jews are fine. They said, no, I know this one. And so this one, this group, um, and that's a very big difference between what's what we're doing to a group of people is wrong and yeah, yeah. and i worry that our private conversations because we all know somebody that voted differently and we say well no they're my parents i know them because they're my parents um but that doesn't that doesn't save the world you know what i mean it doesn't it's a beginning so how do we it,
1: it, it is a beginning
0: yeah go ahead yeah
1: I think that it's a practice. This is a practice. Uh, at this point, you know, I I work at a nonprofit called Braver Angels, which is the largest cross partisan nonprofit working to depolarize America. I've talked to a lot. I'm liberal. I've talked with a lot of conservatives, a lot of libertarians, and the more that I do it, the easier it gets. Mm-hmm. The more that I do it, the less that the assuming part of my mind gets away with. Yes. Allowing me to make blanket conclusions about a bunch of people. I don't know. Yeah, because every person surprises me So after long enough of that I go Well, what the heck am I doing making blanket assumptions about groups of people? I don't know, right? Especially at a time like this now, you know, one could argue at a time that isn't so wound up you know where where all these institutions seem to be driving us apart Maybe we'd have a healthier discursive ecosystem, and 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 this would. Oh, I think be, we would. Our divisions wouldn't be so blinding, right? Yeah. But right now our divisions are blinding, and so I say we have to counteract them. We have to proactively counteract them. Um, to your point, it's true. I mean, what what you said about you know my Jew or my Trump yeah. supporter, right. is is well taken, and it and it really um, it 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 speaks to the fact that relationships are so powerful, and that's where I go, mm-hmm. that's where I go. My goodness, the pandemic. Really? Yeah. Really? At a time like this, mm-hmm. we had to literally be afraid of being with each other mm-hmm. because it would literally maybe kill us? Correct. Oh, you could not have created a worse
0: <laughs> No. And you created paranoia that still is here. I mean, it's it's it was the worst thing that could have happened. The worst Absolutely. thing that could have happened. Yeah. It is super clear that you cannot rely on the government or Big Pharma to protect you or your family. And medicine is gonna get more and more expensive and harder and harder to get. That's why Z-Stack is here. It's a specially formulated immune-boosting supplement that includes all the things you need. Um, And it was formulated by uh, Vladimir Zelenko, the world-renowned doctor that uh, President Trump has uh, credited for many things. Zstack is scientifically formulated. It's kosher, it's GMP certified, produced right here in America. ZStack, You need to boost your immunity. Boost your immunity and (laughs) uh, fight all of the things that your body should be strong enough to fight. Go to ZStackLife.com right now. That's ZStackLife.com slash Beck. You know, I I saw your work um, with your um, Better Angels or Braver Angels. um, And uh, I, I... I want to know when we come together. Um, because I, I saw w- one instance where uh, the, one of the founders said, you know, we just need to compromise. And I think there's a lot of people really, honestly, on both sides that say, no, I won't compromise. Um, and there's there's reasonable compromise. And then there is. um unreasonable and I don't know what the different I mean I know what I'm ref, I refuse to compromise on and that are the, those are the principles outlined in the bill of rights I'll <laughs> compromise on everything else I mean let's talk about it but those things when you go in against the individual and say any individual doesn't have these rights for any reason no but everything okay. else is up for discussion hmm. So how, you,
2: go ahead. Yeah.
1: Do, do you think that that's the the question that comes to mind when you say that is, do you think that that's the perception of because because I let me let me step back. I think that 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 if each of us were to be really honest about I'm willing to have conversations about all these things, but not these little things over here, not little, mm-hmm. but that they're big, but mm-hmm. they're over here. Yeah. Um, if we all were honest about each other, we would recognize that oh wow, there's actually a lot on the table that we can talk about. Yeah. But the perception is the opposite. The perception is that no one wants to compromise about anything, mm-hmm. and it's not. Tr- it's just not true. Correct. Um, but. But wait, folks, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, but, but
0: but compromising on principles is a problem.
1: Yeah. yeah okay. I hear. Yeah. I yeah. hear that. I think. I think that's right. Um, I I have a chapter in the book about values one of the phrases that I hear a lot when people say I can't have, I cannot talk to people if they're on the left, I cannot talk to people on the right and vice versa Mm -hmm. is they don't share my values. Mm -hmm. They don't share my values. And therefore I'm done. I got nothing. I can't, I can't open up to them. But here, but, but here's the thing. Um, We do share our values. Mm -hmm. We just stack them in a different order for different issues. Mm -hmm. And that. When I realized that, it changed the game for me. Because because it gets easy to think, for example, that a lot of our fellow Americans are against freedom. But when you really stop and think about that for a moment, who's against freedom? Nobody's against freedom. It's just that maybe in the case of the COVID vaccine, some people have, you know, lots of people have a value that comes ahead of liberty that they think is really important and leads them to support vaccine mandates, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. right? Um, and in the case of, I don't know, abortion, right? You've mm-hmm. got, you've got the, the, the life, I mean, we all, mm-hmm. like, yes, of course, we all have a value for respecting mm-hmm. life, but we also have a value for respecting, uh, you know, somebody's uh, right to thrive and live the mm-hmm. way they want to freely.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so it's wicked issues put values into tension, you know, and it's tempting to think, well, if we just did this, I'd be happy. Well, that's great. But you're just one person and we're millions of people. It's we, we have to the only way that we can figure out the best balance in our policy to, to, to negotiate how our values come into tension is if we talk to each other. So if we say I won't talk to them because they don't endorse my principles, even that it's like, are you sure? Are we sure?
0: Well, let's, can we take those two? Let's have a discussion on those two things. Sure. Um, okay. Because, um, first of all, both of those are extraordinarily difficult. I mean, these are, you know, especially abortion. There is, a, oh. I have three daughters. I, I, I mean, I, my daughter is raped or has a, a you know, whatever. I am, I, I, the last thing I want her to do is to go through something that is traumatizing Mm -hmm. her over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to judge anyone in any situation. However, I have to look at life and define life. And I might define that differently than you, but I should not be condemned for For defining that, and you shouldn't be condemned if you're willing to say, Yes, I know it's life, but okay, then you have an honest conversation, and we can say, We just disagree on this. And you know, I have no problem if California wants to do what they want to do, but don't force Texas to do something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you're Mm -hmm. living in a group of people that's that they're 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 their ideas match. That's totally fine, in my opinion, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but we can't we can't have that conversation because no. yeah. we're either baby killers or we're evil conservatives that don't care about women. Neither one of those are true.
1: Yes. exactly, exactly. And yet, the loudest voices are the ones, you know. I don't just want to say, you know, on the extremes. No, the the loudest voices are are the folks who care the most and for whom the alternative is to to what they want is just not acceptable. You know, so people will stop at nothing the more that they care. And that's good. That's good for our democracy. It is. That's great. What's bad is when it's not balanced out by enough of us. Who are able to 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 bridge, to build the bridge, to have the conversations? instead, what we're seeing, uh, and this I don't know if this disturbs you as much as it disturbs me, but there's been some recent reporting about how our blue zip codes are getting bluer and our red zip codes are getting redder. and mm-hmm. why? because we we don't want to be uncomfortable in our lives we want right. to live in places that we think accept us Correct. and the more that we draw lines against other people and make people feel like they can't be themselves when they disagree politically with their community guess what yeah we're dividing ourselves
0: yeah and that's human nature doing? and that's human it nature is. yeah
1: It is. Um, but, yeah
0: but that's because we have um, we have gone through uh, 15 years of of um, Being told that we are one thing when we are not and no one is actually talking about the truth. And, you know, you just brought up the extremes on on each side. There are extremes on the uh, the right. I because I look at I don't look at right and left like europe does i would say they're on the left mm. but the fascists on the the very you know the white supremacist fascist nazis mm. um mm-hmm. i don't want anything to do with them and i think that they're the anarchists and the i'm mm. gonna burn the city of portland down to the ground on mm. the left and i don't think i don't think any more than maybe 10 or Maybe, maybe 15% of the nation yeah. relates Oof, to those people.
1: Not even, not even yeah, that. I yeah, hope I hope not. Job. Right. I mean, I'm, I don't think so.
0: I think I'm being generous. Yeah. But yeah. it's those people that um, we're made to look like, you're made to look like. Right. And it doesn't seem yeah. that there's anyone in the press that cares to do anything about that.
1: Oh, Yeah, and being in the press, I I know, I I completely empathize with that. I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because because here's the thing is like, what happens in the world matters. Our perception and interpretation of what happens in the world matters more. So what we have done is we've taken the stories of that small extreme minority that is most scary and we've blown it up in our heads to take up a lot more space than Mm -hmm. they deserve and we do this on both sides and then that becomes our reality that becomes what what rea- actually motivates our behaviors and of course the media you know that you know this right the media reflects the public it has to it, it reflects the public's perceptions and perspectives now you know having been for many years a journalist who takes very seriously the discipline of fact that that exists at the core of responsible journalism i know lots of journalists who absolutely want to change this, they are fighting against some incentives in the economics of media that just the wall is so thick. I mean, my goodness, right? So so I think about that sometimes that if you pluck, if you pluck a particular journalist, right? If you just go one by one and you ask them, do you enjoy these divided times? <laughs> do you love how the media is contributing to this polarization, the way we feel each, none of them like it, right? And yet, But the system remains and the same with politicians. I've interviewed members of Congress who one on one will tell me I can't even govern this. Mm -hmm. This is terrible. You know, but there they are in Congress playing the game.
0: But doesn't that doesn't that go back to where we started, though? That's an individual thing. I mean, I the the right makes fun of me for this. And I stand by it. Um, My people in my own company say, oh, those were the years of the Glenn's apology tour." And that's when I was willing to go back to people and say, look, I will admit this, this and this poorly handled, stupidly phrased or wrong. I'll admit those things. But that's what we have to do on both sides. And yeah. no one was willing to pick up that challenge because the because the. Um, the the consequences were too grave.
1: Yeah, it's the, humility. Oh, man. Right. The, the the association between humility and weakness is so strong yes. when the stakes are so high. And when we've set up this binary and each side thinks, you know, you've probably seen the polls. Right. Each side thought that if the other side won, it would be like the end of the nation. Like mm-hmm. an, an, inc- an incredibly oh, yeah, high yeah, yeah. number of people thought that. Right. right, right. So. <laughs> So yeah, it, hu- humility is a, is a difficult thing is a difficult thing to take on individually, particularly again, if, if it's public, if it's not contained, you know, we all wanna belong. And what if we're on social media and something somebody says actually makes us think different? We're not gonna admit it, oh no. Because, you know, my sister or my to. friend might see, right. But, but, but we, 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 we have this belief that if we veer away, if we begin to explore on our convictions, then we've lost any convictions. Then we're done. Then we don't know who we are anymore. We don't know where we belong. We mm-hmm. have to be we have to be part of the side where we're accepted. And, and and veering away from that is just too scary. And what I would say is, why? Why is that right. so scary? Right? You Especially become with quite honestly like relationships.
0: You become very frightening to a lot of people when you don't care. You know,
1: you don't care
0: about about the consequences of this group of people not liking you anymore. Well, we won't be your friends. Well, then you shouldn't have been my friends in the first place. I'm sorry I was your friend. If that's what you thought that we all had to think alike to be friends
1: yeah yeah but but let's be honest you know that that takes courage because again it's like there, there's nothing more primitive and essential mm. to the human experience than feeling connected and like we belong to a group and when we lose that I've, I've talked to folks who have changed their minds in enormous ways really taken big swings lost their communities oh yeah it's, it can be so painful i think in your experience you've experienced some of that it's like it can be so painful when people look at you and think oh no are they betraying something? Are they betraying their values by talking to the other side? Are they betraying their values by getting humble or exploring perspective? You know, but I would say is I, when, when we're so divided that we're blinded, we're betraying our values when we don't get curious.
2: Exactly right.
1: That's what we're doing because we're, we're actually allowing false perceptions to, to become effective reality.
0: If you have been to the supermarket lately and you've tried to buy any kind of meat We are at an all-time high for meat and seafood and cooking at home and grilling at home. Used to be the way to save money, but prices are up nearly 20%, and even that is going to seem like the quaint old days. I'm a rancher myself, and uh, I know ranchers that are just they're fighting for you to keep their farms alive fighting and 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 nickel and diming everything because it's so hard to be a farmer hard to be a rancher well i would like to introduce you to good ranchers this is a company that delivers delicious american meat to your door here's the thing the amount of imported beef has gone up just like inflation But if you want 100% quality American meat at a great price, Good Ranchers has you covered. Right now, you can get $30 off their already low prices, plus free shipping by visiting GoodRanchers.com slash Glenn. Do a one-time order or subscribe and save an additional $25 on each box. Plus, when you subscribe, your price will never go up for the life of your subscription. You can't lock your grocery store price in like that, can you? Inflation-proof your meals now with Good Ranchers. And if you don't buy, you know, meat in the house, tell the person who does. Check them out. GoodRanchers.com/slash/glen. What's amazing to me is if you are true to what you believe. Most people, I don't know if they know what they believe, but if you're true to what you believe. Um, like for instance, I really thought Donald Trump was going to be an absolute nightmare, not for all mm-hmm. the things he was a nightmare on all the things that we all thought, was <laughs> you know, the Twitter and all of that stuff. Yep. That's who it was a, you know, it was a circus. We got that, but I didn't think he would move the embassy to Israel, which I find very important. I didn't think he'd do a lot of the things that he did. Um, and I was dead set against him, but I said on the air, if he does these things, I'll be happy to admit I'm wrong. So I betrayed people in my audience There will say, you know, oh, you went this way. And then halfway through when I thought, okay, I like his policies, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I have to admit I was wrong about this, this, and this. And that was a betrayal again. So if you really know what you believe and you're honest, you will constantly betray other people who yeah. never change their mind about anything or oh, never take right. in new information. It's, that's what it's all about, new information.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because we get afraid that we'll lose ourselves. I think that's one of the ultimate fears everyone carries, is you, is there's something about who I am that is so inextricably tied to what I believe today that I will not be accepted if if I let some of those, if I let some air
2: pass
0: come in up,
1: between those beliefs.
0: How did you come up with that? You're the only person I've ever, because I've said that I'm an alcoholic, and the scariest thing in recovery is is getting out of your own pain and problems because that's what you've become. And so if you lose all that, is there anything left inside? Is there anything? And it's terrifying. I've never heard anybody else say that. Where did you come up with that? Where did you how did you find that?
1: <laughs> what a great question. I mean I don't know. That's huh. the honest answer. I don't know. I don't know. I, I um, for me, it's about it's about the identific, it's about the conflation of a person with an opinion, and how that keeps us from seeing the person at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I talk about how uh, the internet is a non-place that makes us into non-people. If you mm-hmm. go to social media, a lot of times you'll see people put at the same level of their name, their cause.
2: You know, yeah. When we yes.
1: wear, we wear our opinions as us. Yeah. We literally dress in that. You know, what that does to our ability to think really at all sometimes, to to think for ourselves, to be able to open up to other perspectives. It, 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 it is, I, I think it's it's honestly that. I was a tech columnist for many years, so now I'm realizing. Hmm. I, I think it was that. I think it was watching the discourse in social media. I, I got on social media very early when it was so novel, yeah. and everyone thought it was gonna save the world, and yeah. everyone was gonna connect. You remember that? Yeah. Man, it was, You know, was I wrote columns back then <laughs> about how great it was. <laughs> and then human nature eventually populated those platforms the way it populates everything else. And we ended up making it more about performance and and, and, mm. and, and signaling and belonging and, and creating groups, beautiful things, mm. beautiful things, except at a time of high anxiety. So so more and more, I see people do the thing where they identify themselves so closely with an idea that, that it's almost just like putting up a wall immediately that I am this opinion. And then we all start to think that we are our opinions, that that's all we are, instead of, which which keeps us from getting curious about where people came from, you know, asking where someone's come from, the path they walk to their views is one of those powerful ways to understand mm-hmm. where they are. Mm-hmm. And, and I talk in the book a lot about that is ask about people's paths. We often get stuck in the opinion showdown, my opinion versus your opinion. And that's the only conversation we can have. But and most you know, people can't
0: defend their opinion very well
1: sure that may be true yeah. I, I, I don't know I
0: have found that that, that a lot of yeah. people don't can't go very deep when you start and that's the other thing about it just asking questions when you start asking questions a lot of times things fall apart because they haven't you know your opinion is con- on this subject is also connected to all of these other things that you know and believe so how is that working yes yeah. and
1: what that means is that we often don't uh, we often hold an opinion that we didn't actually do all that much yes. deliberative work to yes. arrive at. It yes. just came as a bundle. Correct. You know, it's like the bundle package. Correct. You just bought the bundle. Right. And and there it is. And I've heard that from a lot of folks actually who will tell me, especially after doing some kind of Brave Angels workshop. There's a couple of folks who've told me. You know, it helped me realize that I haven't really thought about my opinions uh-huh. all
2: that much. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. Yeah,
0: they haven't. We let people... <laughs> like a little? Yeah, we let yeah. people like me give you an opinion. It's I, I've always said, do do your own homework. Yeah. You don't own anything except for the things that you've done your own work to discover. I, yeah. I have done my work, so I know these things are be are true to me mm-hmm. until... New information comes along, but right, you right. can't live off of what I've discovered. You have to discover it. And yeah, yeah. I think people make the excuse that, well, I'm busy and they and they are busy, but there is nothing more important than some of the things that we're talking about right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and, and yeah, we are busy because that's the other thing. The The social media ethic that's really permeated how we communicate, in my view, also seems to promote this idea that we all need to have an opinion about everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm, that's, there's a lot going on in the world, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, so there, there's got to be some, some yeah. limit to that. Yeah. So, so people do feel this pressure that it's like, well, I haven't had time to look into this, that, or the other thing, but I'm feeling this pressure to have an opinion. And so fine, I'll put, I'll throw up a meme. I'll, I'll put something up. I'll, I'll make my, I'll stake my claim you know, because I'm being pushed to or I feel pressured to, but I wasn't able to get there myself, you know, but I I think about how we don't see with our eyes, we see with our whole biographies Uh, because this this ethic of opinion also makes us think somewhat absurdly that in the course of one conversation Mm -hmm. or one meme or one thread, we should be able to change someone else's mind. (laughs) That this reason that I'm holding in my hand, Mm -hmm. this reason that, that worked magic on me, well, all I have to do is give it to you and it will work the same magic on you. And when it doesn't, I'm befuddled. But actually, it's like we each have roots going all the way down through our whole lives. Everything we've experienced, everything we've seen. There's no way for someone else to immediately access all that. And there shouldn't be, by the way. Mm-hmm. So we we arrive at our opinions. If we're honest, we arrive at them. You know, it, it's not like we can just choose to change them on a, on a dime.
0: Do you think that comes from uh, the wanting to win or, you know, it, um, one of the things I have a problem with Christianity um, is... The idea of, I've got to get you into the waters of baptism. No, I don't Mm -hmm. need to do, I don't need to do that. And you're not going to do that until you are prepared to do that. Here's what I want to do. I want to be your friend. (laughs) I want to love you for Mm -hmm. who you are, how you are. Um, And you might notice things that are different in me. And then you will ask, why do you have this whatever? And if it, if it happens to be because of my faith, then I will tell you that. And then you choose that. That's the only way. We try to win. We try. I've got to be friends with this person so I can get them to believe X, Y, and Z. That's a long the game. worst thing you can do. The worst thing you can do.
1: Yeah. that And that is probably one of the hardest things about, <laughs> about breaking some of these habits that we are in. Um, it, it, it is... I say in the book uh, at one point that even though I asked people, even though I told people in Seattle, well, my parents are Mexican immigrants who voted for Trump. I love them dearly. I see them every weekend, and I would Mm -hmm. wait to see if someone asked why. What I had a lot of a harder time telling them is is not just that I knew some of their reasons, but that I understood them, Mm. and that if I had been them, I would have voted for Trump, too. Mm. That was the level of understanding I had reached. But I knew that if I had if I said that, oh man, I, I was just I was just very afraid of what what people's reactions would be to that, and so I'd hold back. but but there is a kind of to accept a person, you don't have to agree with them. Amen, you know you Don't have to agree with them. Um, to have a relationship with a person, you don't have to agree with them. Now, if your disagreement is something that you feel goes so against your constitution that you can't stomach being around them, I understand. I understand that you know but i would say keep questioning your certainty mm-hmm. about that. um you know but 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 this is an individual journey for everybody
2: Yeah.
1: there's no formula that works the same there's someone i have in mind who who reached out to me having never really met me before but sent me an email that uh their son had just told them that they didn't want him seeing his grandkids anymore. Mm. Um, he was he was liberal. His son was conservative. Uh, they lived in a very conservative town, and I I talked to this person, and one of the things that uh, that this, this person hadn't realized was that uh, he was really the only liberal in his son's life, and and at that moment, you know, he he thought maybe what maybe what his son. Uh, you know, the resentment and suspicion that his son is aiming at, at him has more to do with the resentment and suspicion he's aiming at the whole group, everything he deems threatening on the left mm-hmm. and putting it on one person. Uh, and so that that helped him feel a little bit better. But but the relationship is still pretty strained. Um, he actually emailed me again not that long ago. You know, things had gotten better. He was able to to go to the grandkids sports games and things like that at school. But. Then it got bad again. I mean, I've heard stories like this a lot. um, And it it puts it's very challenging for people. It's it's really, really hard.
0: So let me ask you, how do you feel about what happened in Canada with the truckers?
1: Oh, Uh, what part
0: Um, that they went? They protested by most accounts. Um, They were peaceful uh, and they had an emergency order. Uh, they lost their trucks, their farms, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah.
1: yeah, and bank accounts were frozen at one. Oh, point. Oh yeah, they still
0: are. They still are.
1: Yeah. I mean, let me tell you. I'm I'm here in Washington D.C. Yesterday, I went with my parents to the Smithsonian Museum of American mm-hmm. History. Yeah. And there's a beautiful. It, it like I was like crying at a couple things. Mm. I was very sentimental about it, but. There's a beautiful exhibit about democracy, yeah, and um, a section of a, of it about protests, and about the importance of that in American history. That, yeah, that that even at times of of extraordinary suspicion, you know, the ability to go out and disrupt, disrupt each other, in order to be seen, mm-hmm. is a, is such an important part of our democracy. And different groups have employed it different ways. Sometimes it's more reckless. Mm-hmm. sometimes it's entirely wrapped in in an ethic of nonviolence. you know, mm-hmm. thank you, Martin Luther mm-hmm. King. Um, right. but but it's such an important part of our thing. so so I will say i I personally, this is what I'm thinking now. Mm-hmm. I could always change my mind, yeah, yeah. but but I personally was very concerned about I was very concerned about the reaction to to the to the protest and the truckers.
0: so but, how do you, so but, how do we? Because I I mean, I, I mean, I've met with people who marched in BLM I mean, there was a shooting here uh, in uh, Dallas, and a shooting brings real clarity to everybody who is there, and it broke yeah. down all barriers, and we had an ability to talk. and you know, there, there are some real issues in America, on, on everything. But if we can't, if we can't express ourselves And we have a, you know, nobody believes anything anymore. And I think that's partly because of government and media shutting people up and shutting them down. You buy conspiracy theories when nothing makes sense and you can't talk about it. Um, So the role of the media not being a call the balls and the strikes what I do is different. I am a I'm a commentator. I'm not a news source. I'm a commentator. That, that there is a real role for call yeah. the balls and the strikes and hold people accountable. But it doesn't seem anybody in journalism is willing to do
2: that.
1: I the way I see it, okay. I think I think people in journalism a lot of them are wrestling with values put into tension. And absolutely mean journalism has for so long been like of course free speech of course right. i mean gosh aren't, aren't we first of all so grateful that we live in the united states of america and not yeah. russia or yeah. where i come from mexico good luck being a journalist there yeah and feeling like you can tell the truth right no we we You'll have an dead. extraordinary tradition of journalism and and what i'll say is this i don't know a single journalist you know even those who really come down you know maybe more on on the side of oh my gosh we've got to regulate this is crazy even they are doing it because they love America, and they're afraid that something has cut down to the bone, and that if we don't act, I think a lot of people are acting out of this fear that if we don't act Mm-mm. to 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 stop certain things from being, I don't know, from spreading. You know, mm-hmm. as, like the ideas that misinformation, whatever you want to call it, the ideas that misinformation is is like a virus in and of itself. Mm-hmm. That it, it infects if you give it air. You know, and then we'll all come crashing down. That's the fear. And so I think people are acting out of that fear, but not because they don't respect the value of expression.
0: Right. But that is like people saying, I love the Constitution, but we have to do what we have to do. No, you can't. You can't. You can't. You have to put a fire out with water. And if you are willing to say uh, lies on either side, if you're willing to lie to cover up or to distort you're you're part of the problem because there's that will that will only lead to more destruction and more distrust won't it
1: that's right that's right but but again it's like a lot of people are justifying not being truthful because they think it's ultimately it's like the ends justify the means we're, yeah, we're, d- we're protecting our democracy and no, and I would agree work. I I don't want to live in a culture that that takes that as its mo going forward yeah. I would rather build a curious culture culture that isn't so afraid of other people and is open to hearing look if like let's say I'm having a conversation with someone who really 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 at least as far as what I know has drawn a false conclusion Mm -hmm. like call it whatever you want you Mm -hmm. know something conspiratorial just false even then even then we think we have to stay at the level of what's true no you can go and have a conversation about the level of what's meaningful because how do I put this I think false stories spread because because there's something in them that speaks to what's true for people, because they might acknowledge yes. your concern because they might, you know. Yeah. So, so the it's, facts a Hitler, it's a Hitler. It's a Hitler trick or
0: a or a Stalin trick. Speak. I mean, just put yeah. the little bit of truth in and, and wrap it in that. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's propaganda very one oh one. Yes. The only way to defeat it is for people to listen to each other's concerns, not be turned off, not be scared away by the fact that people have drawn false or even awful conclusions. I mean, obviously it's scary. Obviously this is very difficult, obviously, and, and, and for, for some people more than others. But when we dismiss the whole person because of a false conclusion mm-hmm. that they've drawn, mm-hmm. we 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 miss the opportunity to hear the, the true concerns. The real experiences, the paths that they've walked, these are paths of our fellow Americans. There's no fake news there, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, these are our experiences. Let's see them, let's ask each other, why does this resonate with you? Oh, it's because of this, I get that. That I can relate to. Mm-hmm. There's not been a single conversation I've had with someone who I think has drawn a dubious conclusion where I did not find truth in their story.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Where I did not find something relatable and common. So so it's really about people. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all about opinions. No, this is about people. And we can't stop seeing each other. We can't, no matter what. And so yeah, I, I let's let's get ourselves back to a place where we can speak to each other again. We're gonna have to build some trust to do that so that the fear goes down.
0: How do you do that when you don't have a system of politics social media media anything that is a cultural force mm. how oh do you gosh. how do you do that i mean it's one yeah. thing to be courageous people are courageous they really are they want to be good yeah. they want to come together they don't they are tired of hating everybody they hate yeah. it they're done with it but you don't feel as if Um, You're validated At all If you're on the right That's the way you feel There's no validation at all For me being a reasonable individual That doesn't want to overthrow the government That doesn't want everybody dead That, you know There's no expectation It feels The expectation is You're bad You're a Christian So you want to just, you know Burn crosses or what. (laughs) How do we break that?
1: Yeah, you're right to point out one of the biggest disadvantages we have is a lack of shared identity. You know, we don't we don't have something. What it means to be an American is 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 in a really interesting debate right now. Mm -hmm. It's it's existential. okay, and that that's going to work itself out. We're not going to be able to force that. That's going to have to emerge. So what I say is the way we do that is to work Within our own lives and within our own relationships. You said mm-hmm. earlier, all of us know someone. Mm-hmm. All of us know someone. Now, when I, when I talk about this, I often get people who say on both sides, wait a second, you know, you want me to talk to somebody who, you know, is, is the absolute, you want me to talk to a Nazi tomorrow? no (laughs) do not not have to talk to a nazi tomorrow no one said that Mm -hmm. it's just that this is so scary that we go straight to the worst case scenario Mm -hmm. and argue that let's not argue that no that's not even no that's dumb don't do that Mm -hmm. yeah but but look at your own life and if there is someone that you have felt more distant from that you have put distance or they've put distance from you can you can you take one step Closer to them, and and the book, you know, my, my book has a lot of practical tips on this, but um, yeah, but but I think something that's very powerful is, uh, t- you know, to get from the level of opinion to the level of experience, and say instead of why do you believe what you believe, ask people how did you come to believe what you believe, ask them to tell you a story, and that's very unthreatening. So long as, you know, you're not. So let's long play game. this. You mentioned long game, let's, let's play this.
0: That. Let's just play this scenario out um, with me. And I'm not going to give you, you know, answers. I just want to see. Let's say I'm an uncle that you haven't seen in a long time. And, you know, yeah. I voted for Trump and, you know, I just yeah. hate them liberals. <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, let's say are we in person?
0: Sure. Yeah. We're like this. Just, okay. just like this
1: yeah great. so you're let's say that we're up. in person mm-hmm. in a yeah in a place where there's time. It's mm-hmm. not like you're on the way out the door. I yep. wouldn't bring anything up then yeah, right? Um, yeah, so certain conditions are in place. great. Uh, hey, uh, Uncle Glenn, do you have a minute?
2: Sure yeah
1: um so i've I've never gotten the chance to ask you about something that I've been I've been pretty curious about. Uh, you know, I know that you voted for Trump and you know, that has at times been a very confounding choice for me. Do you have, um, I, I really just kind of want to hear more from you about what, yeah, about just what's behind that. Do you Do you have a minute to talk or we can chat later? What do you think?
0: So, Monica, uh, as your uncle, I would love to have that talk. If you're honestly curious, but if you're only having this conversation to change my mind... It's uh it's not a good conversation to have. But if you're honestly curious, I'd like to know how you arrived at things.
1: Totally. But why don't we do Yeah, I just okay. I just want to ask you about you first. Totally don't want to change your mind. Great. Um that's that's not a thing for me. So Yeah, cool. Let's do it. Okay. You know, and then get a little cup of coffee, get a little cup of tea. Uh, how many people do you think
0: how many people yeah. are you, because I've had this conversation with family members, um, yeah. you know, and my family knows what I do for a living and they, you know, they, they know I'm, I'm pretty good at, uh, you know, never get into an argument with a talk show host. They're pretty good, good, <laughs> yeah. of good, uh, especially <laughs> like if there's a commercial things. right around the corner, they'll win. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, I've had this conversation and we have come to great understandings. How many people, though, will respond on either side? Yeah. I'm if you're honest, if you're trying to make a point or win, I'm I don't want to have that conversation.
1: It doesn't work. It absolutely doesn't work. And the other thing is, you know, to go back to our scenario, if that's the first thing I've said to you in three years. Yeah. Maybe not great. Right. Right.
0: Like, but you could start it with you could start it with I miss you. And I don't like this distance. And I, I, I don't know how. You know, my father said to me once, uh, I was about 30 years old, and uh, I said, Dad, I don't know how to be your son. I, I, want, I want to have a good relationship with you, but I don't know how to be your son. And he said, wow, well, let me be honest with you. I don't know how to be your dad, but if you will sit through the uncomfortable moments when I don't know what to say to you and you don't know what to say to me, we will find our way to each other. And it was the greatest gift of my life. And um, it's just, it's hard.
1: It is, it is, but, but, but you can almost turn that around and say, it's worth it. It's so it. much easier because, well, it's worth it, but it's also so much easier because there's already a relationship there. I mean, family is an extraordinary, powerful yeah. thing, right? Like, yeah. people are born into families and they are different people. Ideologically, different mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. you know? And you don't know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And so here you are, but you have these pre existing relationships. And at a time when, in America, again, we're, we're drawing apart so much, it's like, our family relationships, where we can still connect across difference, and we have that baseline of of love. Frankly, it's it's powerful. So yeah, I mean, coming up to somebody and saying, I, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe we're not connecting. I don't know. I I, I felt I, I have felt distant from you, and I think I know a little bit why. You know, I don't know what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. But if you've got time, like, can we can we talk about it? I do. I miss you. I miss you. And I don't want you to feel like like I'm not thinking about you. Um,
0: <laughs> that would be a great phone yeah.
1: call. Wouldn't that be amazing?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And people do do it. And that's what gives me hope, by the way. I hear a lot of stories of people who do it. We just don't share these stories. We share the stories about how everything's on fire. We don't share the stories <laughs> about people, people Waking putting up. the water on. People, yeah, people talking to each other. It is happening. We are tired of this. We really are. And there's just no one, I, I, no matter what they believe. There's no one who likes this, you know. Not really. Have
0: you have so, you so. noticed? And and maybe you can tell it from another side. Um, but I have noticed that uh, I have so many. I've called them for years, strange bedfellows. I have yeah. friendships with people. A lot of friendships with people who are Supposed to hate me Or maybe have hated me in the past And have then Had some experience In their life where They've gone Okay my side Is kind of going crazy And I don't like that But I don't like your side either But then they (laughs) start talking Because they have no one In their life They start talking and you you're like, welcome home, you know, not yeah. every time, but welcome home. There's there's so much we have in common. Why have we let yeah. this divide us? Are you seeing it's so this?
1: true. Yes, yes, I am. And, and, and again, it's just it's a difficult thing to share and do publicly. So we're not seeing it on those big platforms. We're not seeing it there as much. And then we're thinking it's not happening. It's happening. It's happening. We don't even know how to talk about it. Uh, but yeah, and and I've I've developed a lot of friendships with people all over uh, the divide. I've I've learned I knew nothing really about libertarians until just a couple of years ago. Mm. Fascinating, yeah. <laughs> fascinating kind of thinking. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's um and it feels like it's complicated everything more, right? Which may seem like a oh man, now you're probably worried about it more. Now now you just don't know what to think. And it's, no, it's the opposite. It's the opposite. By seeing that something is a lot more complicated than I initially thought, and understanding that other people have completely different paths to that, different things that that is at stake for them, it it makes me realize we can do this.
0: But doesn't that oh, does does, does no, it does do it make the American idea not what we're doing, but the mm-hmm. idea of America make more sense because the original idea. Not that we've ever really mastered this, but the idea is you do what you want, you believe what you want. We just have these few things that are huge, and uh, we, we and and these are the things that no government can tell man to do or not do, and that's it. and then. You want to be a libertarian, you want to, you know, you know, make sure that nobody in your family is wearing their skirt above their ankles, and you, you want to put a pin in your nose. I don't really care. I don't really care. Doesn't it make it the American idea of these people can find their way to each other and live next to each other if they're not telling each other what they have to do and believe?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a powerful idea. Um, but of course, like wh- where that meets its limit is that none of us are going to, none of us enjoy living in an America where we don't feel, I don't know, you know, secure, um, where we think something is a threat and we think the threat is, is our neighbors. That, that's not, you know, that's where things get complicated there. Um, but that because changes that, that's when we if go, we
0: start, that changes in two ways. We start talking. It's true. If we don't have the same principles anymore, and I mean the big ones, the big print, the Bill of Rights, if we don't believe that a government should not spy on you, you Mm. know, and be able to take you to jail and not charge you or whatever, and that justice isn't blind... You know, that you don't have a right to free speech, those kinds of things. If we don't believe those things anymore, Mm -hmm. then I don't think we have any. We have to come up with new things to unite on. But if we have those things, we're fine.
1: Yeah. And I think that's fair. But I would say this. It's like it's too easy to say, here's my interpretation of the Bill of Rights. And obviously the Bill of Rights is quite clear. on Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, you know, Here here's how I see the Bill of Rights. Yeah. You, sir, have gone way off on this thing and so we're not even going to talk. That I think is actually dangerous. Because Give me an because, example.
0: Cuz I the only one that I think is not clear is the second amendment. I mean, you can argue I think it's very clear, but you could argue yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. Well.
1: It, yeah, and I'm not I'm not speaking from a place of, you know, wanting to I'm not hugely on one side or the other. Yeah, right yeah, either, yeah. But, that that's fine. But I, really really where I'm speaking from is that I think we just have to be open to the challenges of each moment. Yes. And I do think that right now in American history is an extraordinarily challenging time and it is only natural for us to question, to at least re-examine, I shouldn't say question, well, maybe I do. Mm. but re-examine our founding principles to, to ask ourselves, what did we assume we meant by this? Do we need to, what's going on? Oh, do I do agree. we need to re-interpret? So that that's the only thing that I think needs to happen. Oh, and I, if, and if some of us say what you're doing is already beyond the pale and want to talk to you, I think that that's actually dangerous. So even even about the bill of rights. Right, but because I, again it's values put into tension, right? So it's free speech versus security, a long-standing debate. Uh, where America has g- come on one side or the other many times before yeah. and will continue to do it.
0: So, Monica, I think we actually really agree on this. As long as we're having an honest conversation, you know, calling one side, uh, calling people that are saying, I want the Bill of Rights. That's what America is. And the other side saying these radicals. No, no. No, you've become the wreck and and you can think as radical thought as you want. But let's just have that conversation. Look, I don't think these things work. The world is changing. So, okay, let's have that conversation and decide. You know, that's why I really wanted Bernie Sanders and Ted Cruz to run, because I really wanted to see. Bernie is very clear. This is what I believe. At least he used to be very clear. This is mm-hmm. what I believe. Ted Cruz was very clear. This is what I believe. Great. Let's have a sit down, not a political game show, and let's exactly. actually talk yeah, about exactly. it. We yeah. have such a the, the political big pro- game show? Yeah.
1: It just, it's killing us. And it's... It's, it's, it's actually killing us. And
0: but you yeah. being a tech person, you know the debate that we should be having is what is life what 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 is the role of a a machine that will think it's life what is the meaning of life because if i can download you into a machine i don't and i think that's life then i why would i fight cancer these huge crazy ideas are coming. Should I be able to rearrange the genetic code so I have a oh super gosh. baby? That's around yeah. the corner and if we can't that's going to be decided for us while we're arguing about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. We really yeah, we've got to talk. Yeah.
1: That's the thing. Yeah, it's like we we've got to talk. We 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 think that uh, we, we just think the enemy is what it isn't it, it we've we've got to see that for me the, the real enemy is the reality distortion fields all around us making us more scared than we need to be of each other
2: mm.
1: we don't need to be that scared of each other
0: thank you so much god bless you thank
1: you thank you this was mm-hmm. really fun
0: really fun <laughs> just a reminder